Welcome to episode 13 of Amplified Marriage. Today we are talking about intimacy. Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. My name is Natalie. And I'm Brian. Whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Grab a chair, grab a blanket, sit on the couch, pull your spouse in, get him to get you a cup of coffee this time. Today we're talking about intimacy. (laughs) That's one of Natalie's favorite things for me to do is to get her coffee first thing in the morning. That's right. So we are going to be talking about intimacy. And uh, I think when we talk about intimacy, a lot of people automatically assume... It's sex. It's all about sex. Uh, well, that's a big part. That's the bonus part. Of intimacy. That's not the only thing. The only, That's not the only thing. And I think <laughs> um, another assumption is, is that it will come naturally and come easily over the whole relationship and the whole marriage. And that, that just because it comes naturally, maybe it does come naturally to you. Um, maybe yeah, it didn't for us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't for us and it doesn't for a lot of couples. That's we do right. know that. Um, but it didn't for us at all. Uh, we had intimacy once we got past the first couple of years of marriage where we almost got divorced and we were having sex more on a regular basis and we had developed more of a relationship after that. We were able to to figure some things out on intimate level. And it's not that we're coming at this, like we've arrived. We are the intimate no. couples goals. This is who you should be. Hashtag intimate couples goals. That's not how that not works. Not at all. Um, but some of the things that we want to talk about today, a lot of times intimacy isn't met because of time, children work. Um, you're not communicating, you're not talking about it. And so that's what we want to talk about is, is not just, the physical part of intimacy. And I can guarantee right. you that if you can learn how to do these things that we're going to talk about today, the sex will be that much better. And yes. the intimacy and the physical part of your relationship will be so much better because of these other things that you're going to work on. That's right. And Again, well, I was just going to say it boils down to the unmet expectations. And for a long time, even you and I, when someone would say like intimacy, we're like, well, obviously they're talking about sex. sex. And that's... um there's so there's so much more to it to it than that Absolutely. because you know what if there's like if okay so if you're only defining intimacy by the act of sexual intimacy mm-hmm. i feel like what if you're in a situation where that's not happening that's right? good good so, point so like i think so then I are just, you being intimate at all like if that's if, your only definition that's right right so i think back to like well, the longest stretch that you and I, um, do we didn't struggle. It was just pregnancy just <laughs> was, you didn't struggle. That'll be a whole different side. podcast of, you know, what to expect. But for me, f- with our sons specifically, and I don't know if it was just their hormones or whatnot, but it just was a no, it was a no go for me. It was a no go zone for, that's right. For what, months. It was 18 months. Well, if you're combining the to- the two pregnancies, not well, like not yeah. back to back. I got you pregnant, and then that's where it pretty much ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, but then again, right? What else is there as far as intimacy goes? If, if that's you, what you're just basing it on, that's really good. If you remove the physical part of the intimacy, do you have anything left to right? rely on? That's right. 
Wow. Well, and there is life after that. <laughs> there is. Yeah, there is definitely life after that. So we actually want to lay a little bit of groundwork before we get into the four areas of intimacy that we believe are super important. That's right. So the very first one is you need to, you probably are already saying the words out loud. Even as I'm saying this, if you've listened to this podcast, we are all about communicate. communicate. And you need to communicate your desire for intimacy. That's right. So since people don't really naturally talk about this sometimes, or maybe they're not communicating those sides of things, um, a lack of communication can lead into unmet, or a lack of communication about intimacy can lead to an unmet expectation about intimacy. That's right. And like for a long time, like even when we were dating, we talked about all sorts of things. things. And even now when we're um, counseling people or whatever, there is nothing under the sun that you shouldn't be talking about. We believe. We believe, anyways, that you don't wait until there's a situation to then have that discussion. Like at least, and some of the things you're obviously not going to know until you're in that situation, and that's that's not what I'm referring to. But at least getting it out there, right? And if it, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you're going into the marriage and you've never talked about how many kids you want. Or you've never, we always use this one all the time when we counsel. So say one of you wants to be in long-term missions, like six months to a year away, and the other one doesn't even like leaving the country to go into, or leaving town to go to another place. That's a communication that you should have had before you got married, because that's going to cause some real tension. And what you're doing by communicating your desire for intimacy is you're setting yourself up. Now, the act of dealing with the intimacy things as you go on is an action that you have to take, but at least you communicated about the intimacy Mm -hmm. so you can actually deal with it. Um, And uh, one of the things is that if you do not communicate what the expectations are, or the ideas that you have about intimacy yeah. or how it actually functions. Maybe you have an unhealthy view or maybe you just don't have the same view. That's right. Uh, which is, I think, sometimes even in our case uh, early on and sometimes even, you know, 20 years being together, uh, you sometimes communicate like we do the uh, five love languages. Yes. And right now for the first time in 20 years, people, our love language is the same. Exactly. It's quality time. Yep. But... Our quality time is, is different. different. So can you tell me what your quality time is? My quality time is, quite frankly, it doesn't matter what we're doing, but as long as we're together. So my love tank is filled if if we're driving around. <laughs> There's no distractions. You can't be on your phones. So you have to talk when you're in the car. And we love coffee and so we stop and we grab a coffee and it doesn't have to be expensive and we just drive around for hours or we'll go to a park in the and park in the parking lot or walk around or whatever and just talk look at geese and with our cups of coffee and that for me hands down is not my idea that's my idea of quality time. time. My idea of quality time is, hey, let's go to the music store or electronic store and you can stand with me while I strum guitars or I look at the newest computer or something like that. Completely different. That's right. And so we didn't actually know that for the longest time and we were experiencing some intense frustration when it came to even quality time about what we, wa- what we wanted to do until we actually stopped and be like, hey, what's your definition? Or what does it mean to you when we say quality time? There's, yeah. It may be the same thing, but we were... but. If we wouldn't have communicated, we never would have known the difference. Right. But in communicating that, we know 
mine, yours is like going to specific places. Mm-hmm. Yours is just being mine with me. is just being with you. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing, if we're on a walk, if we're right, so as long as there's no other outside noise. Yeah, absolutely. If there's outside noise. That's not going to work for and me. And I need the outside and noise. And you need the outside but noise. that's a whole different story. Right? But it's, again, boiling down to making time for that intimacy. Because out of that place, and I know quality time, one would could say that, oh, well, how, how's that part of intimacy? But when we're making time to communicate, communicate talk. and be with one another yep. and to put each other's needs in the forefront of each other's minds, that just is the, is, the, beginning. the runway Ooh, for yeah. the intimacy, right? Absolutely. So number one foundation that you need for intimacy is communicate. Number two is make time for it. <laughs> we can get busy. You have kids. Oh, you yeah. have COVID and you're having to work from home and you're not being able to do your, your attention and your patience is thin and moving in different directions. You have to go out and go grocery shopping or you got to do this, that, and the other yeah. thing. You have to You have to make time for it. And that's something that I personally have really struggled with over the years because I'm... Uh, I, I could easily, 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 easily become a workaholic. Right. And it, you have been. And I have been in the past. And yeah. I could easily continue being a workaholic if it wasn't for Natalie. Or just uh, putting everyone else's issues uh, on hold. Issue no, but everyone else's issues in the calendar mm-hmm. as a priority. Yeah. Um, so hey, if you have to schedule time. Schedule time. Schedule time to be intimate with your spouse and, and again. That doesn't just mean scheduling sex, although that could be part of it for you. Mm-hmm. And the one of the biggest things for us that we realized in our marriage as a foundation for us to achieve, uh, like these next things that we're going to talk about, absolutely, and intimacy is pursuing that spiritual aspect of intimacy. Yes, there, there's something, and I actually read an article. There's something. Natalie and I are, are worshipers. We're worship leaders. We play music together. Just in the music side of things, just playing together has always been something that's been really. Um, special for both of us to be able to sing and play That's music right. together. But being in a, a place where you get to worship has been uh, worship God and give him glory for the fact that he's carried us through these relationships these last 20 years. Yes. But there's something about um, praying for each other, praying with each other, um, reading the Bible together. We don't read the Bible very well together because our study styles are so, so very different, but we do pray together. Right. But and if we're, we're like reading... Mm-hmm. A passage, that's different. But if we're studying the passage, I think that's where we're vastly... We just have different study patterns, that's all. But then we... We talk about we, it. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, and, and I think that um, we say all the time that my eye needs to be fixed on Christ and who Christ is in, in my life. And he gives me the ability to be the husband that I've been called to be. Yeah. Because my eyes are fixed on him. I'm not looking, not looking left at distraction or right at distraction. I'm looking at him. And in that, I actually can focus on my wife and, and being the man that I'm supposed to be. That's right. But that comes from a direct relationship that you have with God and, and a direct relationship I have with God. And so the closer that we, we each pursue God naturally brings us closer together. Yeah. Right? So spiritual intimacy um, is so very important on, on all levels. Absolutely. Right? Like you have to, you have to be united. Yeah. As far as that goes. Absolutely. Right? And whatever that might be for you. And so we've just laid the foundation for what we believe are three thoughts or purposes you make. We want to communicate about intimacy. You want to make time for intimacy. Yeah. You want to pursue spiritual intimacy, intimacy. But you also yeah. want to pursue spiritual intimacy. And the first one um, in the intimacy category is... Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Recreational. Recreational intimacy. We have so much fun uh, when it's just us... 
going downtown to yeah. go swimming or to go for a walk or yeah, do something hiking, hiking or yep. going rock climbing or wall climbing or something like that. It brings us closer together. Yes, by pursuing activities that are interests of each other. And and yeah, and it's kind of like the quality time thing is that yeah. um, Natalie likes to go window shop at Michael's. And in the past, I've been such a jerk with how vocal I was about how much I hated it and how <laughs> I hate Michael's. I hate shopping unless I'm going there for a purpose or it's going to help me right. in, in something that I well, want to do. Well, and there would be no purpose for you to go into that store because Ever. you're not crafty. <laughs> I am craft challenged. But because my wife loves it and she just enjoys doing that so much, even when she takes it, goes out with her kids... I've learned to to bury my negativity about me standing with her while she stares at Ray Dunn mugs or looks at yeah. more stinking fall colors. But, and she, and uh, this is, I love my wife because she'll just go do it without me. <laughs> she's like, I'm, but sometimes she's like, hey, I just want to spend some time with you. Can you yeah. come with me to Michael's? Right. And inside I'm dying. There's That's pain. Right. There's actual <laughs> emotional pain that happens from me standing in that horrible store but just think as you cultivate that recreational intimacy i mean there are perks mm-hmm. to pursuing that because it's an interest of mine because that when you're living out of that place of just selflessness yeah um I mean, yes, going to the music store, even though I'm musical, is not my idea of a good time. A good time, knowing that that fills your love tank. Absolutely. I will make a point to not complain or give you like five minutes in the store, and I will just amuse myself with the pianos or or whatever else, or looking at sheet music and whatnot. Right. So making the but the best and giving it a really good effort. Let's be honest. Sometimes your face is saying what you want to say. That's or right. your eyes are saying what you want it to say. That's right. <laughs> but my lips are saying that I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> I, I love you in this moment. I love you in this but moment. But that's recreational. And one thing that uh, we actually find that, that draws us closer is a struggle. Doing something that's hard. Like exercising together or hiking or we like to run occasionally together. Yeah. I suck at running and she's quite a bit better at it. And so she gets to see me suffer. And there's something about doing something hard together. That's right. Where we encourage each other. Encourage each other and challenge you and moving forward in that thing that's actually really, really good. That's right. And... And again, pursuing that because we want to try different things. We want to push each other out of each other's comfort zones. Like we went rock climbing and I'm terrified of heights. Absolutely terrified. And but she crushed it. It took me so long hanging on the wall at the top to let go because clearly I have trust issues. And so... A trust with the wall and a Trust rope. with the wall and that thing that repels you down. But yeah. um, I felt so proud of myself for yeah, being able to conquer that fear of... 20 feet up. I was proud of you. So, thanks. That was a big deal for us to even get her in a harness. That was huge. Uh, but you conquered some of the high, highest, actually the highest ones they had there. The whole the whole night, we went up like eight different uh, yeah. walls, and you climbed the highest ones and some of the harder ones too. So that was spectacular. Even And you did it with nails. Yes, I did. Can I just say that... <laughs> 
<laughs> do not let the fact that you might have gel nails or whatnot stop you from, from wall climbing. From wall climbing, because I have managed to hike some pretty treacherous wall si- climb, wall climb, basketball, and, yes, tennis <laughs> with my gel nails, and I've not broken any. So don't let that be a reason for you not to enjoy some recreational things with your spouse. That's amazing. Number two. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking about the jail nails on the rock wall. Number two <laughs> is physical intimacy. Now, I think this is the most fun. Well, of, it of sure them is. All. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it really depends it your, depends on, on your, your definition. Situation. Yeah, but I think it, recreational when when you're putting the effort forward, absolutely everything leads to this. Recreational, yeah, absolutely. But I think uh, when they hear the word intimate, uh, it is not just about sex. No. Um, there's non-sexual, there's non, exactly. physical touch, Holding like cuddling, hands. rubbing your back. That's right. Uh, rubbing feet. I can or... say that just because that's a thing that's happening, that's not going to lead to the bedroom. Um Guys, if that's what you're thinking, oh, I'm going to rub her shoulders and I know where this is going to go. No, sometimes we just want our shoulders rubbed. Or your feet rubbed or, or something like that. Or our feet rubbed. And, and that's okay, but communicating like, hey, um, this isn't this isn't what, it like, how do I word this? This isn't what it's going to take. Yeah. So I, I think I want to just lay this out. It's something that we've learned just because... Um, she wants to have some kind of physical touch or physical intimacy or cuddle or hold hands or rub your shoulders or watch a movie under a blanket quietly. It doesn't mean that she wants sex. No. And I think it's one of those things that uh, guys pay attention to the the social signs that your wife is giving you. Right. Um, But it's not always how that works. Unless that's how your marriage is, then great. Yeah, and if that's how your marriage is, great. But I know most marriages are, a lot of marriages aren't like that. And there is a a guy out there named Mark Gunger that he always had the saying, be nice to the girl. Yep. Because he was like, physical intimacy is one of those things. Sex is fun and you want to do it and, you want, and it actually brings you closer. There's so many benefits health-wise and yep. mental health-wise and stress when it comes to sex. That's right. We want to be nice to the girl. Um, not just for the purpose of, but be nice That's to the right. girl. And that can lead all roads to having some fun physical activity. That's right. If you're going to be cruel and mean to her all day, and we're speaking men, and this isn't just men, this is women too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to expect that, you know, you're going to get the treat at the end of it. Oh, That's generally not how that works. No. Right? I think you'll go further uh, in that department if you take the time to be tender and you care for yeah. the other person. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is emotional intimacy. I can say from a man's standpoint, uh, I do not do the... Emotions? <laughs> you don't emotion well. I, I don't emotion well. <laughs> And I'm also a personality type that doesn't emote well. Um, and I've really, really had to work on it, in particular with my wife. Um, but actually, and this is just a thought, and I didn't even think about this until right now, is that because I've learned to be vulnerable and like in a healthy way mm-hmm. with my wife and talk about my feelings um, and it's, talk about yeah. those things, it's actually make, made me a better dad it's made me a better leader at church it's yeah. made me a better boss a better listener a better listener yeah. um i'm 
I'm not naturally, and I think it's more natural now than it ever has been in my entire life, but I'm not a natural listener. I oftentimes just want to solve the problem. But I think and tell you that being vulnerable and genuine with my wife has made me better for her and for my children because right. of my willingness to do that. And we think that it's, I think now that I've been married for for, for a long time, for 20 years plus, or to, we've been together for 20 years yeah. plus, that um, vulnerability is strength, not weakness. That's right. And um, women in general like to be stable. We right. like to have, like stability is huge yeah. in my opinion in a relationship. And so if, if our communication is not a safe place for me to be vulnerable with my mm-hmm. emotions, right? Like if I'm coming to you so, w- with a situation, um, what here, what does safe mean to you then? It means that if I'm expressing emotion mm-hmm. about a particular situation or people, yeah. um, just not, stomping on that and just being like, well, I don't get why you're upset about that because <laughs> for, for you, it's much easier for you to let things kind of roll off your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't, you don't feel deeply about certain things that I would feel deeply about. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to listen and I've had to communicate, Hey, I want you to just hear me out because I just need to vent. Not respond. And don't respond because I'm not asking you to fix it. So I, w- over the years, we've had to really communicate that element of it that Absolutely. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to hear me out. Mm-hmm. And then after I've expressed kind of, you know, that verbal diarrhea, we call it, where we just blah, 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 blah. Then I might ask for a solution if I can't solve it out on my own. Yeah. Right. And I think... Uh, guys need to think, I'm just speaking to you men right now, if you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, uh, the safe place is super important in your relationship. Big time. Yeah, they have to, women are emotive. They're emotional. They're, they're more, and there may be examples where maybe the man is more emotional, but right. a lot of times even the guys that are more uh, emotional that way still are more task driven or yeah. solution oriented. So guys, when you're thinking about your wife and she comes to you and she's like just verbal, like everything is coming out at once and there's frustration and there's anger immediately. We need to have a space where you're, she's not being made fun of for what she's thinking or how she's right. feeling. She's not getting some kind of nasty response back or, or not, just being brushed off, just being brushed off. And I'm the master and I have been in the past, the master of brush off. I understand. Oh, you shouldn't feel this way. And right. as early as last week, why are you feeling like this? I don't understand it. Someone will say something to me about me that I maybe didn't even catch or didn't hear. Uh, and she will just get mad about it and yeah. upset with them. Whereas she would tell me, I'm like, eh, whatever. I know that I'm not that. Yeah. Or if I am, I'm working on that kind of thing. Or, and so just a brush off yeah. or, or uh, invalidate her feelings. Like, That's oh, you right. don't That's have a big. right to feel like this. Yep. Or, and so our responsibility, men, is to create that space, safe space for our wives to be able to, to speak those things. Yeah. And you can respond and learn your wife. How I respond to my wife is much better uh, as a man now than it was when I was a young man. Yep, and that's true. And the same thing goes for women. Like if we're wanting our men to be emotionally vulnerable with us, then the moment that they are, because I I just thought about uh, the one time that you ended up getting laid off 
and you were so overcome with all the feelings about feeling inadequate as a man, inadequate as a provider. Yeah, I remember Um, We had three little ones and I wasn't working at that time. And so you were just beside yourself, not depressed, but um, I guess just overwhelmed. You were sad, you were disappointed in yourself and you just, you beat yourself up. Yep. So if you're presenting that as being your emotional state at that time, then my response to that shouldn't be, would you just grow a pair or whatever that dialogue, (laughs) we hear other people say to each other, suck it up, pull your pants up, get it together. You're supposed to be this, that, and the other. Mm. That's that's not going to validate you as a man. No. Right. Of just saying, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. How can I help you through this? And then affirm what I know to be true about you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Affirm affirmation is so huge in emotional intimacy. And especially coming from your wife. Yes. There, uh, and I'll be honest. Um, there's very few people in my whole life and this is not the true of everyone. There's very few people that have as much sway or weight when they speak and about a situation that my wife does to me. Right. Um, and how she feels about a situation or how she feels about me. She's one of the first people I go to when I write and say a new sermon, and I want it to like run it off someone or I'm looking for a new, like writing a new thing or I'm yeah. having a new idea. She's always the first one I go to. And so that's our relationship. That's not right. all relationships. Sometimes uh, guys in particular will tend to hide those things because maybe they're embarrassed or they've right. had some experience being emasculated. Um, yes, women don't do that. We've had to develop that yeah. as being, she's my primary, like I get affirmed from her in a healthy, godly manner. Right? Well, well that's well, that's very nice. Well, I've never told you that before. To hear, no, you have. It's just, I wasn't expecting that as today. A, as well explained. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and the next one is spiritual, spiritual intimacy. And you've heard us talk about this already a little bit. But I can tell you as it being number four on our list, if you guys are working together spiritually and you're both pursuing a relationship with Christ and yeah. you're both pursuing that healthy um, knowledge of who God is in your life and, and submitting your life to him, I can tell you that marriage is so much different. It I, is different. I can't say easier. no. Because marriage is marriage hard is in general, hard. right? Um, yeah, it is. It is hard. It's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work, and um, but I want to do it with God's strength to be able to move forward and be the best husband, yes, the best dad, the best boss, pastor. That's right. I want, but I I can't I can't love Natalie in all of her frustrating crazy. crazy <laughs> sometimes I didn't want to say that, but all of who she like who God made her to be. And sometimes it's frustrating in or in, in my own strength, I yeah. want to do it with God's strength. That's and right. so I can do that better. I think that is like the base of the foundation of intimacy right there. Absolutely. I think for in, in our marriage is layer number one, which then moves us to that emotional Absolutely. sense of intimacy. Because out of that, as we're improving ourselves, then out of that, then we're more... Um, in tune with each other as Absolutely. far as our mood or the struggles that we're having, even maybe expressing ourselves. Right. And then moving into that recreational where then we're best friends make the best lovers. 
Woo-hoo. Right? Because Good word. <laughs> when, when, when you not, what was that thing we were saying? You have to fall back on, like, I love is an, is a choice. Yep. And sometimes that can be challenging, mm-hmm. right? Like we fall back onto like, what do I like about this person? Because it initially doesn't start off with love, right? right. We start off as a friendship. Mm-hmm. I like you, yep. which then as we foster that, it grows into yep. loving you. And then we make the choice to continue to love you. But having that recreational where we can be funny and silly and challenge each other, mm-hmm. then out of that breeds the fun stuff. The physical. The physical intimacy. And the, again, it's not just sex. The Netflix and chill. That's right. Right? <laughs> That's right. Well, if you have enjoyed our podcasts of any kind, if you've enjoyed any of our episodes, it means a whole lot to us when you share it and you leave a review and you let people know. Uh, and you can know let people know about Amplified Marriage. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If there's a topic or a question or a thought yeah. or anything that you want us to discuss or even if you just want to email us and ask us a, a question one-on-one that we wouldn't use for the podcast we'd love to hear from you you can email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com and you have heard us say before uh, we believe that marriage can be reset yes. can be refreshed can be recharged and can be restored absolutely and we are living proof thanks so much for listening talk to you soon Thank you.